Grace be unto you all, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, we have all kinds of ways of greeting one another. I, uh, I saw some of you out here uh, as you came into church today, and you, you were greeting one another with, good morning, hi, how you doing? Uh, how have you been? Huh? There's all kinds of ways in which we greet one another. And once in a while we even say, hi, hey, what's the good word? Uh, what's the good word? How do we respond when someone greets us with that kind of a greeting? Well, there are lots of ways to respond to that. Uh, if you're flat on the back, on your back in the hospital, and uh, the good word from the doctor says, you know what, we finally got your problem all taken care of, you can go home this afternoon. Home is a very good word. Uh, or if uh, you're a salesman out on the road who's been sleeping in motel beds and eating restaurant food and trying to convince some skeptical purchasing agent to buy your product, well, a good word is Friday when you can head home and be with the family and relax a little bit for the weekend. Uh, home is a good word. If you're a lonely person, if the kids have all grown up and moved out and, uh, and your spouse has died and uh, you're pretty well isolated from the warmth of other human beings, then a good word is friend. When they call you up and say, you know what, I've been thinking about you, how about I come over tomorrow for a visit? Friend is a very good word. Well, there are lots of good words, huh? Well, the next step in my little uh, strategy here for sermon this morning is what if, what if we greeted God that way? Now, we have lots of ways of greeting God. We greet God in our uh, prayers, uh, in our confessions, in, this, in the praise songs that we sing. Uh, there are all kinds of ways to greet God, but play along with me here for a moment. What if every morning when we got out of bed, in the morning we would greet God by saying, okay, Lord, What's the good word for the day? What if we started every day asking God for a good word? Well, I don't know. There's all kinds of answers I'm sure that he could give us too. Uh, but one of the answers might be our words from the prophet Isaiah that Pastor Smith read earlier, our Old Testament lesson. And I'm going to make this easy to remember because there are three things that Isaiah tells us are good words from God. Uh, just remember these three words every day. Start each of your days with them, and I believe you will be blessed. Okay, here they are. The Lord's first good word every morning is, Come. Come with me today. It's a word of invitation. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. I'm here. Let's go into this day, God says to us. And his second good word for us is, I love you. If I had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. Okay? My love is coming to you, and whatever you have to tackle today, whatever you have to go through today, whatever's on your agenda, your to-do list for today, don't ever forget, I love you. And then the third good word is Jesus. And I know that one sounds too good to be true sometimes, but he promised us that he would be with us always, and he is, he is, he meant it, and there's not a thing that can happen to you today that you and Jesus together can't handle. Now, Isaiah had these three words that he wanted to give to the children of Israel 2,700 years ago. Uh, let me show you by walking through the text, okay? Speaking of Isaiah, 
The first four verses of Isaiah chapter 55 precede what our Old Testament lesson is. And uh, Isaiah was addressing people who were dehydrated in the soul. We know what dehydration is, okay? Thirsty. They were thirsty in the soul because they were in captivity. They were in bondage. He was telling them to hang in there, okay? Start every day realizing that you need help. Uh, that's a good advice for us. Start every day realizing we need help. Dehydration, okay? And so the very beginning of Isaiah 55 goes like this. Hey, you all, all of you who are thirsty, come to the water. Are you penniless? Come anyway. Come buy your drinks. Come buy wine and milk. Buy without money because everything's free. Why spend your money on junk food, your hard-earned cash on cotton candy? Listen to me, and listen to me well. And now here comes our text. Now the words of our text. Seek the Lord. If you're thirsty, seek the Lord while he is found. And we all know about dehydration. I know because every day, every day we get thirsty. Now I'm not talking about severe dehydration. I'm just talking about what it means to have a, a little desire to quench the thirst, okay? Like right away when you get up in the morning, you know, bed breath. Yuck, okay? First thing I do every morning is get a drink. And then those eight pills I have to take right away. <clears throat> I need something to wash them down, okay? In Jerusalem one day, Jesus stood up right in the middle of the temple, and uh, John, the gospel writer, says he shouted. Here's what he shouted. If anybody thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. John chapter 7. He shouted. God was pounding the gavel on heaven's bench. And Christ demanded attention. He demands attention every morning of our life. Because we are thirsty. Not only for something to soothe our, soothe our throats. But for our parched hearts. So every morning of our life. Isaiah says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Now listen, folks, God doesn't hide from us. If we're playing a game of hide-and-seek with God, it's not God that is hiding, okay? He wants to be found. He invites us to discover to discover him, to share our lives with him, like a waiting father watching for the prodigal son to return home. Come is God's, I think, favorite word to use in the morning. He says, come all you that labor and are heavy laden, I want to give you rest. Come, follow me. Okay, it's a word of invitation. And do you notice that in the text there is some urgency to it? Call upon me while I am near, okay? Seek me while I can be found. When God speaks his word of invitation to us, he is looking for more than just a casual shrug of the shoulder that says, eh, I'll think about it. He is expecting more than the apathy and the indifference that so much of the Christian church displays today. And our congregation is included in that. And my life is a part of that admonition. Not, yeah, I'll do that, Lord, when I have time, or when I get around to it, or this is the worst one, when I feel like it. Really? No, the Lord says, seek me. And he says, forsake 
your wicked ways and your unrighteous thoughts. This morning and every morning, be careful what thirst quenchers you reach for. Drink living water. When it comes to the thirst of the body, we've learned how to reach for the right stuff. You know, there's bad stuff we can drink too, or there's stuff that really doesn't quench our thirst. Well, it's the same way with our souls. Not everything you put to your lips will satisfy the desires of your heart. So you've got, got to be careful, especially with the poisons of this world's lies and promises. They not only will not satisfy your thirst, they actually can make you sick besides that. So we move on then. Come, seek the Lord while he is found. But the next thing Isaiah says is, let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God's good word of invitation, his come, seek me, okay, every morning will lead to the next good word, his forgiving, undeserved love. This is a picture that I have uh, hanging in my office. I look at it at the start of every day, and that's me, by the way, that the Lord is hugging. And I pray Luther's morning prayer that ends, let your holy angels be with, with me, that the wicked foe have no power over me. That's a wonderful morning prayer. Why is it that we are able to find God when we seek him? Is it because we are so sincere in our search? Is it because we are such great seekers? No, absolutely not. The reason we can find him when we search for him is that he has already searched for us and found us. His love is way ahead of us. We humble and stumble around in the darkness, seeking some kind of security, and all the while there he is with the certainty of his holy word in this crazy world in which we live. God grabs us while we're on our knees and lifts us up and hugs us with his love. Isaiah says he has compassion on us. Compassion. He knows we're helpless. He knows we're hopeless on our own. And it breaks his heart. And his compassion leads him then to humble himself. Humble himself and become obedient unto the cross, even unto death so that we can be set free, pardoned. That's the other word that Isaiah uses. Compassion and pardon are the result of his undeserved love. You know what pardon is. You know, we use it to think about uh, if you're in prison or if you're in bondage or if you're uh, kept in slavery and all of a sudden you are given a pardon. Huh? We're pardoned from the sentence of eternal death. Satan cannot hold us any longer in his bondage. The chains are gone. We sing it in the in the praise song, my chains are gone, I've been set free. Huh? That's a good word. It's the way to start every day. And it just seems too good to be true, doesn't it? And that's why I think Isaiah the prophet gave this one extra verse to us in our text. That verse that says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your, my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, we've used that verse for many different interpretations and applications. 
But I think it's enough for today to say, whenever we start to think that God's grace, His love, you know, His forgiveness, His pardon, His compassion, His willingness to spend the day with us is too good to be true, well, think about this verse. Yeah, God's ways are higher than our ways, right? It's beyond our human reason to think that God would become flesh, right? And dwell among us. It makes no logical sense that Christ, who was dead on Friday, was alive on Sunday. I don't get it that I can start each day as an heir of eternal life. I'm named in God's will as his adopted son. You're his daughter, right? A child of Almighty God. And that beyond my last earthly breath waits the paradise of God. Oh, my selfish self has a terrible time believing that. That I can't contribute a thing to what God Almighty has already done for me and makes available to me as I begin every day of my life. But the prophet is saying that in our text. Jesus is not too good to be true. Jesus is, in fact, the truth. We just think that in our stubbornness that those promises are too good. Huh? God's word to us is so amazing that our puny little minds just can't imagine it all. And that's where God wants to leave us, to realize that he is higher than we are. He is greater than we are. He is beyond us. I want a God who I cannot understand. And I've got it. So first, remember, God's good word is come. Seek me every day. Then, don't ever forget I love you. I'm right here with my compassion and my mercy. And then finally, realize it's all about Jesus. Now the heart of the message. John's gospel that we uh, dig out every Christmas time, John chapter 1, reads like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through Him everything was made. In Him was life, and life that life was the light of men. And then the, just a few verses later, it's John's Christmas story, and he says, The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. All right, do you see where this has led us from the very beginning of the sermon? That seek the Lord while he may be found, right? Next step, all the way to Jesus. The word became flesh. God's good word to us every morning, noon, and night is Jesus. Hang on to him. Take him into the rest of this day, and there's nothing you and he can't handle. In the precious name of Jesus, we say amen. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, your goodness is overwhelming. You have been so faithful. All of our lives, you have been so good. With every breath that we are able, we sing about the goodness of God. God's goodness keeps pursuing us, running after us. 
It's running after me. It's running after you. And so we surrender every morning and give you, give you our life. Coming after you, right, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.